Welcome to Hush, the podcast guaranteed to give you a load of fun. And with that being said, let's slide into the episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Hush Volume 45. My name is Kim, and I have my co-host with me. Chris. And we're here to bring you the shit you love to hear on the podcast that is a load of fun. We're very excited for today's episode. We have the comedian from L.A. He goes by Eric Escobar. Hey, hey. What's going on, friends? What's up, all you hushers? Thank you again for joining us tonight. I know it was a, you know, it's I know that you're going to be starting your tour, basically, so we're glad that you took time to even come on to our episode with us. Well, I was super stoked. I was actually just in um, Arizona for some shows, and uh, we kind of like got in touch over there, and I was like, oh, I'm going to be back in LA, but we were working over the phone. I'm super excited. Let's talk about some very sex stuff. <laughs> <laughs> We love that. We love that. First of all, let's talk about you first. So when it comes to your stand-up um, style, we want to know who your influences have been. Oh, totally. Um, you know what? It's crazy because I feel like there's so many amazing comics out there who, I don't know, they maybe like don't have their special yet or you know they don't have like, a TV show. So a lot of them are kind of low-key. Guys like um, you know, Tom Clark is really big for me. Uh, there's a local guy I work with a lot named um, Whoops Abel, who I like a lot. But in terms of the mainstream action, um, big Mitch Hedberg fan, big fan of Emo Phillips. Uh, when I was first coming up in college, like Anthony Deselnik was huge for me. Um, so yeah, like a lot of those guys were, they kind of formed my base understanding of kind of how to approach a joke, you know, how I would like my comedy to be. And um, since then, you know, there's been a million more influences. Everyone from, you know, people like Wanda Sykes from a big fan of, to even like Bill Burr, who uh, I think we have a very different style, but there are elements and things that he does in his act that I am so jealous of and I aspire to, you know, incorporate a little bit with my own comedy. Very awesome. How long have you been doing stand-up? I did it once in 2010, and it was horrible. So I did it for like two years. Like nobody so, laughed horrible, or was it like, ha, ha? Was, okay, so I didn't know how to even approach comedy, but I know I wanted to do it. So I just Google searched like comedy clubs in the area. Mm. And I ended up going to what I thought was an open mic, but it was actually an audition like be a regular at a club so I was it was me and then like nine other guys who were straight just like killers they just had solid comedy they knew what they were doing I had like two jokes about my dick and I had nothing else so (laughs) (laughs) after that experience it was like I'm like so I stopped and then flash forward two years in 2012 uh, March 2012 I really started grinding started doing a lot more kind of going up every night and um, never looked back since it's been a wonderful amazing uh, mostly poor but still very fun journey (laughs) hey it's all about the passion though you know if you don't have that passion in life what are you doing so this is something you're passionate about tell that to my landlord uh, (laughs) they they might have something to say (laughs) (laughs) all that rent money And as for tours, is this your first tour or not? No, I've been, um, it's taken a lot of hard work, but in addition to that hard work, I've actually had a ton of luck with uh, just booking road stuff in the last few years. As of, I would say about 2015, maybe end of 2014, I really started going on the road a lot more. And um, as I'm sure any artist might tell you, you know, it's, you're really trying to make money on the road. You don't want to break even you don't want to lose money so um when i first started going on the road i would book a weekend at a club and i would basically be like well from driving there to let's just say a weekend in portland what's along the way i can head up san francisco i can head up sacramento i might be able to go up a little bit maybe get something in like bend or coos bay or seattle so um i've definitely been on the road geez dozens of times and um ever since I kind of started, you see that incremental growth. So before I might, you know, do a tour of maybe half a dozen shows or a dozen shows, but now I'm very grateful and very fortunate to where I can go on the road and have every night filled for, you know, a month, a month and a half of just, you know, bar after club, after basement, after college, after 
other basement of shows. So <laughs> that's cool. It's Very awesome. You said that you were in Arizona. What parts of Arizona did you come to? You know what? I've done Phoenix and Tucson. When I hit you guys, I think I was I was definitely in the Tucson area at Laughs Comedy Club off Broadway. Okay, oh, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. an amazing club. If any listeners are interested in some comedy, I highly recommend Laughs. Um, it was actually the first club to book me for a weekend. So um, I have a lot of love for Arizona, a lot of love for Tucson, a lot of love for Laughs. And uh, yeah, it's just a great place. And you guys have a ton of great breweries, too. So that would be very cool. I'm glad you enjoyed it here again. We're happy that you're here on the show with us. So. Um, oh, I'm sorry. My, my bad, Ben. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, I was just saying, yeah, me too. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I just kind of wanted to, to touch base because I, I too am a California native. I just wanted to know uh, yeah, what part I'm, what part of California are you from? I'm in the South Bay, so I'm like... I was born in Torrance and raised in Carson. Torrance Memorial. Yeah, a little company of Mary. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Insurance that my parents had, they were supposed to go to Torrance Memorial. Uh-huh. So I was like, I I grew up uh, right across the street from uh, Cal State Dominguez Hills. Oh, where? Like off Avalon? Yeah, off of Avalon and Victoria. Yup. <laughs> I like how this podcast is becoming less about everything else and more about like, how great the 310 is. Dude, for <laughs> real. If you're sponsored by the city, I'm going to be very surprised. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up, man. Well, yeah, the South Bay, it's great. Like, you know how it is. It's, it's chill. It's... It's weird because doing comedy in Tucson, um, there's some amazing comedians out there. There's a great comedy scene, um, but LA is it's so different. Um, not because it's you know better or worse, but because it's just so big. Yeah, you, know, you can drive three hours and still not clear like LA. You might be able to get from the north end of OC to maybe like part of downtown, but you won't make it to the valley. It's just a giant scene and a giant comedy scene. So I'm grateful I came on that year, but it's definitely. I do highly agree. It it, it mm-hmm. is. It's it's probably one of like I said. It's still probably one of my favorite places in the world. Is is right there in in Southern California. I mean, I miss it. I've been gone since ninety eight. Okay. So, but you know, we we went there what, a couple couple years ago. Yeah. Did Disneyland. I took them on the tour. Carson oh, showed them where to. Show them where the Goodyear blimp is, and you know stuff like that. So you know it was it was really cool just to just to see where you know where I grew up, and it hasn't changed. We really. got the grand tour. Yeah, <laughs> it was nice though. They used to have block parties when he grew up, so he showed us a little cul-de-sac where he lived at, and to avoid this certain park. What's the name of that park? Stevenson. Stevenson Park. <laughs> Park. You don't want to get caught at after eleven o'clock. So yeah, it is yeah, 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 yeah. That's another one. <laughs> yeah, you know, just just when the sun's out, you, you know, when the sun's gone, you know, don't be outside. That's just really all it is. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. <laughs> You know, like I said, it's 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 like you say, yeah, you think of it as like, yeah, it's just a blimp, but it's like, come on, man, it's the Goodyear blimp, though. Did you ever watch that 70s show? Yeah. Yes. Do you remember the episode when I think Tommy Chong 
I'm just like lying down, and then uh, the other guys are lying down. They're just talking about life. Oh and yeah, then, yeah, uh, yeah. Tommy <laughs> <laughs> was like, one time I looked in the air, I saw a vision. Um, it was a big old. What did he say? He's like, I think I saw like a big old airplane in the air. You told me to have a good year. Yeah. That's 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 awesome, man. It's it's always good to to find someone who, who grew up in Torrance and who like really kinda of, like appreciated the the area and I, I think it's such a underrated place because you know, whenever I tell people from California, they're all like, were you right on the beach? Are you, like, from L.A.? You're not literally yeah. from downtown L.A. And, yeah. That is, oh, yeah, that's very true. Yeah, we used to hit the uh, 91. So, you know, that used to be that used to be backed up a lot, too. So it really depends on where you're from. But I went to school in Redondo, so it's not oh, too good. Uh, I went to um, West High. Oh, are you a Bishop Montgomery? What? Okay. Actually, it's crazy. I just had a Bishop Montgomery um, improv <laughs> workshop today, right before I did this podcast. I was working with their improv team. Um, but yeah, Bishop is a is a place. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's it's a, it's a, it's a location uh, for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 very true. Yeah, we we used to we used to talk about. Talk about like yeah, you know the the different high schools that were out there, and you know you had Bishop, you had North High, Torrance High, South High, West High. Everyone so. had a rep too. Oh like, yeah. Redondo oh yeah. Union, Redondo Union High School, which is kind of in the South Bay, it's Redondo Union High School, so it's R U High School. So it was mm. very much like the Stoner School that was going over. <laughs> yeah. There. Bishop was like the private Catholic school kids. South mm-hmm. High had like your kids closer to Paul's Verdes, so it was a little more uppity. Yep. North High was basically. I mean, shout shout out to West High, but is yeah, that's, you you hit the nail on the head, man. Like kids from West were just like, you know what, man? Like every day it was like, let's go fuck some shit up. Like you know what I'm saying? It's like it's like, yo, man, dude looked at me funny in PE, man. I'm gonna fuck his day up. It's like you don't even know him. He's like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> you know? And it was just like that school was just like, damn, who raised y'all? <laughs> I think that was like a requirement that that you had to be to like get into West. Is like, hey, you got attitude? Yeah, okay, this school ain't for you. Hey, do you have some motherfucking anger issues? Yeah, West will take you. West had all the kids who were Torrance is a pretty middle class area, so like, yeah, you know, people had money, but you didn't have like South High money and you didn't have like TV money. You just had like. Yeah, we get Vince's once in a while if we want to eat out and eat pasta. You know what I mean? It was like, yeah. Because <laughs> we were just like, yeah, we wish we were you guys. But I don't want to shit on Wes because I love Wes. I, well, I don't, I, I don't shit on Bishop. Bishop was kind of tough. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but please hire me back for improv workshops. Oh, and then if you are listening to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That's what's up. 
All right. Are you ready to get dirty? <laughs> All right. <laughs> We're going to start off. What was your first time like? Share with us your V-card story. So my V-card story is, I'm super, because you brought it up, like, right before flyers, you're like, oh, we'll talk about this. I'm like, this is great. Because when I was maybe, kind of maybe 14 or 15 years old, I had a uh, football injury. I was playing football, and um, I had a, well, at the time, it was a very mild herniated disc, but it was getting worse and worse and worse. Mm. So I think I was 16 when I first lost my virginity. When I first lost my virginity, it's the only time. When I lost my virginity, <laughs> I was 16. And I remember my back was acting up. Like I was in a lot of pain. So I was on this pain medication for it. And one of the side effects of the pain medication was like, you're way less horny. Like it kills your libido. <laughs> so I was 16 years old. So obviously like there are some times when I was just like super, just like, I just want to hump anything. Like, oh man, yeah. I'm so like frustrated. <laughs> but when I took this medication, I was definitely like not feeling that, but I didn't realize the connection. Until me and my girlfriend at the time were like, all right, we're going to have sex. Was it her first time? It was her first time and my first time. We lost (laughs) to each other. So I was like super hard. And I tried to put on a condom, but I couldn't because the meds were kicking in. Oh, Oh, gosh. (laughs) So the whole, like, I don't know, like 20 minutes, the whole first like 20 minutes of sex that I had ever, it was like not really a thing just because I was fighting with my meds <laughs> like, oh, I want to do this why? you don't ever do this it's like 3 in the morning and you're just like yelling at me like why are you getting soft right now and it was super awkward oh god I remember I went through like 5 condoms you know what I mean yeah <laughs> it was like hard I'm like get it on ah, oh wait what's happening hold on sorry oh jag it alright cool oh another condom oh ah, what's going on time I had sex and it was one of those things when you're 16 you're in high school in like one of only a couple spots you can do it like in the car like under the bleachers or mm-hmm. in someone's house when their parents were at home mm-hmm. so not only were we trying to like lose it to each other but we were also like racing against my uh, parents getting home yeah. but I couldn't because I just kept on losing it it was very <laughs> sad it was very upsetting and then we dated for seven more years and I was like alright cool awesome I'm sorry about that one time, maybe two times. Did the sex get better after that? It did. It did. I think there's something really beautiful about like losing your virginity to someone who's also losing their virginity. Because obviously anyone's first time might be a little awkward, it might be a little weird. And I think when you're both of the same like skill level, you can like you're learning together. You know what I mean? And there's yeah. no real shame. There's no real like, sorry, I didn't do this. I don't know how to do this. It's like, I don't know what I'm doing. You don't know what you're doing. I've seen some porn. All right, let's try that thing. Will it work? Let's find out. And so the first time you said it was about 20 minutes, that's still good with medication, I think. It was 20 <laughs> minutes, but I think the actual sexing part was maybe about four of those minutes. Oh my gosh, man. Did she understand? Was she understanding about that whole situation? I think she was understanding, but neither of us knew what was going on. Because at the time, I didn't know it was a side effect from my medication. I was just like, what's happening? Like, I have a mm-hmm. boner 22 of 24 hours every day. Why is it now the time? It's not working. <laughs> um, so it's weird because, like, People think about like when they lost their virginity, and I think about that time, but I'm like, I don't even know if that really counts because yeah, I got in, but I barely got in. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what a time <laughs> to find <laughs> out, huh? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So that's yeah, that's my B story, and it's uh, it's weird, but hey, I feel like I'm an awkward person, so if it's gonna happen to anyone, it's pretty awkward if that happened to me. <laughs> and do you mind sharing how many partners you've had now since then? Like a rough estimate? Oh, you know what's weird? So I'm currently seeing someone, and she asked me that same question. And I was like, like we don't, let's not talk about this. It doesn't matter how many I've had. It doesn't matter how many you've had. We like each other. We're getting along. Let's just roll with that. They're like, oh, I really want to know. And I was like, fine, I'm going to get my number. But I'm sure hers is like probably double or triple mine. So I was like, well... I know it's not more than, like, 30. Like, there's no way it can work 30. But it's got to be more than, like, 20. 
like for sure more than 20 so okay. it's like mid-20s range and i was like ah, at you and i thought she was gonna say like 50 or like 100 and then she was like oh it's only been like seven this is what it feels like I feel dirty I don't like this feeling I don't want to be cool anymore um, <laughs> but, um, being cool isn't cool <laughs> yeah, I would say between like 20 and 30 and um, here's the thing like I definitely consider myself more of a relationship guy uh, I'm not like opposed to like casual dating anything but I've always just like had these big like six month long relationships of like relationships but then for a handful of them you get like super sad after you break up and then you just go around and do everything with everyone you know what I mean so mm. yeah. some years it might have been like oh it's only been like three or four people other years it was like oh it was like one person for the first nine months and then fuck that's like ten in December you know what I mean yeah. <laughs> Being on tour, have you had any groupie requests? Are there are there any girls when you were single that would be like, oh, you know what city I'm in? Hit me up. You know what? That happens, but like that's go a couple ways. Like, let's just say you do a show, and then um, you know, girl, you like talking to you, you're talking, and her friends are like, oh, well, where can I go? Do you want to stay over here? She's like, I'll stay over here. Like something <laughs> might happen, but I think. It's really important the communication is there of like, you know, I'm single right now. Okay, if you're single right now, we don't live in the same area. Don't think this is more than just like what could be just like a really fun night between us. Mm-hmm. Because there have been times when I've gone back to cities and show her friends will come out to a show expecting we're going to hook up again. Or even if like, why didn't you like uh, hit me up afterwards? And it's like, well, because I was, like, I said bye. And I'm this, three states away um, <laughs> and that gets weird that gets weird if they come back it's like what are you expecting like I didn't realize like do you want what's what's happening so it definitely happens um some places more than others for sure but uh yeah you just kind of gotta finesse it and just honesty is the best policy as long as you're being honest and communicating me like yeah you know is it cool for you yeah let's do it tonight great awesome let's you know we don't have to talk anymore <laughs> yeah, because I'm not planning to. I know, right? Exactly. Like, oh, I don't. Yeah, we may be in Portland tonight, but I got a Seattle girl tomorrow, and I don't want to make her feel weird. It's like, oh, you gotta. Um. <laughs> yeah. Um. So you you were just like you say you're going over as far as like you know uh, the people who are trying to hit you up. Uh, what was your craziest hookup story? Ooh, on the road. Yeah. I feel like there's several when you say it like that. I know. It's like, how many do you have? Well, not not many, but definitely some, like, weird ones. Um, (laughs) No, I'm wondering, like, do girls just randomly flash you their tits? Like, ah, a good show. Uh, No, guys do, though. And you know what? I have a speak up, so I'm not going to plan. I think one of my craziest road stories is I, I think I was in New Mexico and um, I didn't even meet this girl at a show I think I was like just like feeling lonely I was on the road for like a couple months at this point um, so I think I was like on Tinder or something I was swiping in Tinder and with this girl we started talking and then she was like uh, oh you know you want to come over and I'm like yeah sure and she's like um, oh could you bring me um, a hamburger like I'm hungry and I'm like oh <laughs> yes yeah, I'm, it's 2 a.m. I'm sad. All right, let's do it. Awesome. Drive through open. <laughs> so I like brought her a hamburger, and I'm like, hang out and talking. I should have gotten food for me. I didn't. I just got food for her, so I was just watching her eat for like an hour. <laughs> and um, I don't know if she was like a little hard of hearing. She might have been, which I don't care. Is what it is. But her TV was on super loud, and she was playing uh, Law and Order SVU. And, um, <laughs> And she, like, didn't want to turn it off. So... Maybe she didn't want the neighbors to hear. Maybe, but, like, put on something that's not one order SVU. Dude, for real. Mood killer. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to be going down on you and you hear, like, a pedophile got 20 years to life. Dun-dun. 
Because Lauren is blaring. And she's asleep. And I'm just lying there. I'm like, what am I doing with my life? Like, I, geez, I could have gone to grad school. I'm a lawyer. Oh, man. But I'm happy I'm here. Great. She got her quarter pounder. She got pounded. <laughs> oh, well, she got her big double, all right? She'll make a lot of money. Let's just make sure that quarter pounder's a big buy. Oh, I love the honesty. Uh, she's fancy, huh? <laughs> small fries, though. Small fries. Small fries, okay. No drink. You better have something no to drink at home. Yeah. No Not even a value meal. Exactly, right? I would have gone for the cheeseburger, but the McDouble, you know, she gets her something. So. Sometimes you gotta spoil them. Exactly, right? <laughs> oh, that's great. And has being a comedian affected your personal relationships? So you said you're seeing somebody now. Is she okay with you being on the road? You know what? I think um, if you ever, if anyone listening ever like dates a comic, like it really is something where it, it's tough. And I think we realize that like it's hard to have normal relationships because, for instance, I'm about to go on the road for like a month where I'm not going to see the person I'm dating for a month. And that's going to be very difficult. I'm going to miss her a lot. I'm sure she's going to miss me a lot. But um, I don't know. I think as long as the understanding is there of it's not I don't want to see you or I'm trying to get away from you. I'm just working. And I happen to be working in four other states that aren't your state. Like, it's, it's a tough hurdle to get over. But if you can get over it, it's going to be great. You, know, you can always text. You can always call. Um, you know, just... Yeah, sexting, phone sex. That keeps it alive. I agree with that. Long distance sounds like it's a tough thing, but she sounds like she's in it for the long run. Oh, man. That's a heavy statement. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't have money for Like I said, I'm on double budgets right now. Uh, <laughs> the long run is even in my time. <laughs> but, um, it, is, it is hard, but I think what's really interesting is I find a lot of comics um, will date other people. Like, I don't think I've ever dated another comic just because it might get a little messy, like you're working together a lot, stuff like that. Yeah. But I feel a lot of people who I have very successful relationships with and a lot of people I've seen other comics have successful relationships with are um, other creatives or other people who are passionate about whatever they're passionate about or other artists because if someone's excited about something and if someone um, has that passion towards something, then they kind of understand like, oh, you got to make your money and live your dream for a couple of weeks on the road. I get it because I would do the same thing. Just like if they were to, I don't know, if they were like a writer and then a book tour. I don't know why I put that. But I do they had their own thing they were passionate about. Like I would want to be super supportive for them just like they would be supportive for me. So as long as that understanding is there of like, it's not, it has nothing to do with our relationship, it has everything to do about like developing a career, being the better artist you want to be, really like diving into your passion. I don't think there should be any problems. Yeah, that makes total sense to me, complete sense. They need yeah, to be supporting, be on the same page, knowing that, you know, like, like the way I said, I feel like there's no real purpose to life if you're not following something that you're passionate about. Why let, you know, the ups and downs of life drain out your soul like that, you know? So, like, when you, so, like, speaking of, like, you say going on your tour, um, do you include, like, any of your past or present sexual experiences in your stand-up? Um, here and there, like, uh, I do have a couple jokes 
Uh, they're more like, I would say, like, relationship-based. Mm-hmm. Like, I do have one joke about um, my ex about how I dated this girl for, like, seven years. And it was great because she would want to have sex, like, three or four times a day. And if I was lucky, one of those times would be with me. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it's like that where it might not be, like, And um, since we are on the topic of sex, uh, do you have a favorite sexual position that you like to put your woman in? Yeah. Up and down. Like, the up and down is fun. It's cool, whatever. Well, you can get in that perfect spot and do the back and forth where even though I'm lying down, I'm in control. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, oh, man. That, we can't do that for more than a couple minutes, though. Yo, that's, yeah. I, I know I know exactly <laughs> what you are talking about. <laughs> Meeting trigger. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Oh, here we go. I'm touching that. All right. We're about, I, I need a towel. <laughs> And like I said, and and since like I say you're going on tour, um, I'm I'm pretty sure I'm I'm assuming this. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But um, I'm pretty sure you you go to porn by any chance. I do, but I try to limit it when mm-hmm. I'm on tour because this is why. And like I make the cost decision too because I am realistically working. You know, a couple hours a night at the club. Mm-hmm. Sure, I might be driving, you know, upwards of like 12 hours a day just getting from spot to spot. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, if you're kind of stuck in a town where you don't know anyone, there might not be too much to do. You're trying to save money, so you're not just going to spend money. If I allow myself to like watch porn, I am sitting in my hotel room and going through like eight boxes of tissues. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it is a slippery slope on very intensive <laughs> when it comes to like that much free time and having mm. just like all the available Wi-Fi you want. So I do <laughs> watch it, but I gotta make sure it's like, Eric, come on, it was it's you've done it four times already and it's only noon. You know what I mean? <laughs> Let's just be conscious of what we're doing. Let's just be okay. And uh, and and with going on to that, what is your like your favorite go to porn category? Oh, you know what? <laughs> I like I like amateur porn, not because it's amateur porn, but I hate it when it like feels fake. Like that okay. sounds very douchey and it sounds very pretentious. Like, oh, I really want to make sure the acting and the uh, the narrative, you know, flows really well. Did she ever eat the pizza? You know what I mean? Like, did they, Yeah. looking at the camera and moaning real loud are you like come on girl Yeah, 
<laughs> where she's all monotone, like, oh, yeah, fuck me. Yeah, yeah, right there. <laughs> That's the spot. That's the spot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, that is not the spot. living room, opposed to, like, a studio, I'm like, yeah, this is my kind of stuff. And they are, it's real. Okay. Is there any other categories? Like, do you like MILFs or cuckolds or <laughs> threesomes? You know I'm, a, I'm a big fan of uh, tattoos. I love tattoos. I have tattoos myself. Um, I've always been really attracted to girls with tattoos. I've been attracted to a lot of girls without tattoos as well. But I think I've been like going down a little bit more about girls with tattoos. That's actually funny because we were just doing an article. We we're just going over an article talking about it um, on one of the episodes that we did. And they were talking about how in 2018, um, in addition to Fortnite, which I thought was weird, being one of the top porn categories, tattooed <laughs> women. <laughs> right? Oh, God. 2019 sucks, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were saying that. Tattooed women were. Mm-hmm. They were second after Fortnite. <laughs> well, like, what is that mean? That's what I was wondering. I was trying to like, like a parody porn of Fortnite. You know, like maybe they throw in music and like cutscenes, Chris. <laughs> or I will say, if this and upload it. You win your first battle and you don't even get up. You just like that was great. Exactly. That was awesome. Oh man, I looted a uh, shotgun. Oh, those are rare. Okay. <laughs> 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 That's so terrible. Oh, What's the strangest name that a girl has ever called your penis? Yeah, have any girls ever come up with nicknames? You know what? I was dating a girl for a really long time, for a few years, and I remember, um, I got to like a few months, like, in bed, just like, playing with each other, like, tickling each other, whatever. She would try to, like, put my, <laughs> so, I hope my parents don't listen to this. She would try to put, like, my balls over my penis, like, she'd, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, look, it has a little hat. Wow. It wasn't a name, but it was like, ah, little hat. Little hat. Little hat is the. I don't. I don't really want to think about that. That was a weird. Ah, you know, we've all had unhealthy partners. Uh, That's fine. Yeah, that that actually yeah. sounds like that sounds super weird. Yeah, that's the first time we ever heard that. Wow, that's really weird. First for everything. So little. Did you get weirded out the first time too? Uh, no, I was like, she's touching parts, so I'm not gonna complain. I have to fight back to this. Until afterwards, <laughs> later when you're not with her, like, okay, that was weird. <laughs> it was weird, but I think we were like, point where, like, I was like, fine, just go. I don't do you think it's cute. All right, cool. I'll laugh along. Great, awesome. Where do you want your dinner? You know I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna go ahead and get into some hot topics of discussion. So what Chris and I did, <laughs> right? <laughs> this is just like news articles that we come across, and we like opinions on them. So we came across a news article this, uh, well, actually last year, and then they also did another um, segment on it on a news like a morning news show it was a mojo in the morning and it's about brothels but not your typical uh not your typical women these are sex dolls yes i heard about this there's one in canada no it's like an all sex doll brothel yes Mm -hmm. in toronto i believe it it is yes and they were planning on making one in houston and then another one i believe in uh southfield and I was wondering, what are your thoughts on that? Would you go to a brothel full of sex dolls? Do I agree with it? No. Would I go to one? A hundred percent yes. Um, <laughs> Would you fuck like, the sex doll? Oh, okay. I want to know more, like, details. Like, how much is it? Like, the weird thing about it is I heard they want to promote this idea of sex doll brothels because they feel like it will, um... 
like, let's just say there are regular brothels that have a, a, a very sincere element of danger to them. Like, I'm all about sex work, and if, you know, you're, uh, whether you're a dancer or whether, you know, you work in a brothel, like, I'm all for it, you do you, but they can still be have dangerous places where, you know, people can, like, get drunk or have anger issues and, like, hurt mm-hmm. you, which is kind of scary. And one of the leading, um, what's the word, like, arguments for the sex doll thing is, like, there are people who can go in, and it's kind of dark but beat up the sex dolls because that's what gets them off and i'm like i don't know in this like i don't like how they're catering to like a very dark side of sex yeah <laughs> like oh if you want you know like the scary thing for me is like what if they have like a sex doll that's like small you know what i mean and like some guy who's like a fucking creep <laughs> is trying to like envision you know like Yes, I agree with that. The cleaning was my main thing. Like, okay, so a guy jizzes, like, inside of this doll. Who is going to go in? Does he clean up after himself, you know? Like, and does he clean the doll up afterwards? <laughs> Imagine having that job. Like, hey, you're here for the interview? Yeah, so tell me the job. Well, you have these sex dolls, right? You put your hand up their robot vagina, and you pull out another man's cup. It's three to four times an hour. Um, it's going to be great. No benefits. This just sounds like they're paid under the table. It's okay though. You're gonna get paid, but we don't have official pay pay stuff. Well, what do you say in the application to get them in the door? Like <laughs> right? that's what I want to know. Like, How do you what put is... the advertisement out? Do you like women? Do you like robots? <laughs> do you like cleaning? Are you are you are you sanitary in any shape? Yes. Come on down. <laughs> It'd probably be flooded. It'd yeah. literally probably be flooded. Yeah, well, You were saying how much it cost on one of the articles, actually. Cost, yeah. yeah, the one that they were going to open up in Houston. I think it did open up, and there was like a lot of uh, outrage against it in the community, but it was $60 for 30 minutes. Right? Yeah. So that's like 120 for like a good hour. 120. <laughs> I'm really curious though if these are going to be sustainable. Because, one, like what you said with Houston, I think in more conservative areas, there's definitely going to be a big blowback towards them, which is what it is. But, like, are they going to, like, are these like 24 hour places? Is it like, like, oh, they just sound so weird. And like I was talking about before, like porn, like I think the porn I really like is the one where it's like, I don't know, you like kind of connect with a person and like there's, there's a little bit of that like more than the physical going on. Mm -hmm. And I feel like if you're having sex with a robot, like how much, it it would almost have to be purely physical. And I think because where we are today, like really, I don't know, they're itching for that more of that like legitimate connection and like, you know, um, connecting with someone on like an emotional level or really like liking someone you know what I mean and I feel like the sex I think it's, it, it has to be completely just like a physical release and I don't think some people are even gonna I don't think that's enough for a lot of people you know what I was actually thinking about there was this movie with Ryan Gosling called Lars and the Real Girl so he ordered yeah, like yes Yes, he's married to the mannequin, and he's, like, taking it everywhere, and people are like, okay, like, he can't be serious, right? But he's, like, really deeply in love with this mannequin, and I'm thinking, like, you know, some people can pay, because it says, if you're not going to rent the doll, you can actually buy it at 2500 so I'm thinking, how would that go, you know? <laughs> I bought her from a sex shop. <laughs> she was in a brothel. <laughs> you look at movies like Her, remember Her? Yes. Uh-huh. I haven't seen that. So, ironically, Ryan Gosling plays a character where his partner is like a, it's like AI. Okay. Like he's, he's oh, like, oh, yeah, that's right. That. that's right. And I, I think, like, 
So when it comes to like relationships, let's just say 30 years ago, you kind of met who you met and you liked them and they liked you and maybe you have things that weren't great about yourself. Maybe there were things that you loved about them, but you kind of like made it work. But now with like Tinder and online dating, you can swipe all day, go on a date with someone, and if there's even like one thing you don't like about them, if like one eyebrow hair is out of place, they wore like one sweater you didn't like, you don't give them that second chance because you're like, oh, I can just jump on Tinder or Bumble and find someone else mm-hmm. who is better. And I think because of that, we're really like heading towards a time where people their expectations are so high of the perfect being for them but the only way that they can instead of like compromising with someone who might be great like 30 years ago they may have you know met and had a great time with and gotten married now everyone's expectations are so high of the person they want to be with the only logical step is ai like i don't think there's a lot of perfect people out there um like we all have our flaws you know we all have things mm-hmm. that aren't great about us and i think we're gonna start seeing more of a trend toward like dating AI or having those emotional, even spiritual um, connections through a crafted being that is the perfect one for you, rather than like finding someone and being like, oh yeah, let's make this work. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. I, I don't know. I just feel like it's advanced so much from when I was growing up, you know, that I'm like, whoa, you know, and I just think that now with these sex dolls, they look real too. They have hair, they have nails, they have nipples. You know what I mean? I'm like, this, these dolls are going to replace women. <laughs> They're replacing us already. <laughs> We've had things replace men for a long time. Oh, damn. Let me toss out the toys. <laughs> Hey, this yeah. is how this is how Judgment Day starts. <laughs> right. I'm just saying. I'm just saying they're gonna be powered by Skynet, y'all. Y'all go wait and see. Oh man, I fucked Terminator. Get a hand job from that hand. You have a hand job from that hand. Yeah. Oh man, you're gonna get a little bloody, but hey, that's all you're gonna do. Let's go for it. Hey, as long as you can control the speed and the grip, then you you'll be alright. Yeah. <laughs> That's the second circumcision of the last. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only circumcision you'll ever need. <laughs> <laughs> oh, y'all are terrible. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm saying, I'm just saying, you know, you don't run it past robots. Like I said, is that's that's what's gonna happen. Is you watch, you gonna see it's gonna be sex dolls of taking over the brothel, then they yeah, took they over are. the city, and then next thing you know, sex dolls are making other sex dolls. And <laughs> They're gonna next, be breeding. You buy them in a set, and then you you can program to do whatever you want. You have a you have like a little tablet on there, and you tell them the, what position you want them to do it in, and then they do it. I mean, it's gonna cost you like fifty thousand dollars, but you know by that time people are gonna have like chips in their their arms, and they're just gonna scan it and be like, yeah, I just want those two right there. Yeah, those two do. for my threesome tonight. Yeah. See, we're sitting here, we're laughing about this, but watch, give it like, give it like five minutes. That's just gonna happen. So we, so like I said, we know you're getting ready for your tour. Um, so what, what is going to be the upcoming shows that you're going to be, um, or where are you going to be at? So, the yeah, so this upcoming tour, it's um, end of March to like uh, mid April. I want to be all the way up the Northwest. So I'll be in Seattle. I'll be in Portland. Um, I'll be doing Bend. Oh man, I think I'm even sort of living in Idaho. Um, I love the Northwest. I go to the Northwest at least a few times a year for shows, and it's one of my 
um, favorite like regions of the U.S., mm-hmm. um, which is great. So I'm going to be there for a while, and then I uh, come back for a little while, and then when it comes to May, so I think the, maybe the last week of April I'll be back in L.A., mm-hmm. when it comes to May, I'm actually doing another tour on the East Coast. So I'll be okay. doing um, nice. a lot of stuff in D.C., D.C. Cali off, one of my favorite clubs, a lot of stuff in New York. So, um, yeah, it's just kind of like hustling about, you know, trying to make that money happen, trying to make that dream work, and just uh, chugging along in places. Um, on Instagram, I'm at Eric Escobar, so if there are any listeners who want to come out and see the show, definitely follow me up at E-R-I-K-B-S-C-O-B-A-R. I think someone out coming shows, come say hi, uh, tell me you're a friend of the Hush Podcast, and we can go to a sex doll brothel together. It'll be great. <laughs> you got to tell us about it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll send you a video. <laughs> Yeah, that's a video. Give you, so see if they no give you proof. a discount. You're like, look, I know you guys said $60, $60 for half an hour. How about I give you $30 for 15 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> or how about I give you $120 for a full hour because I just took some back medication. I yeah. took a while for this to get rather. Oh, man, 59 minutes? All right, let's go. <laughs> Well, we want to thank you for coming out tonight on the show, and we wish you the best with your tour and your comedic success. Thank you again for taking time to come on to the Hush Podcast. I really appreciate it. I love you guys. I love this podcast. Um, I'm hoping to get back to Tucson, or in the Arizona area, in um, 2020. So uh, definitely follow me up and you know keep your up for me. Hopefully, 2020 when I'm back in the area, we can all meet up and have some fun um but don't take that too literally or literally you know what let's see where the night takes us we'll take a couple shots and we'll see what happens that sounds like fun yeah definitely man yeah definitely if you're in if you're out here you know before then uh yeah you know definitely let us know we'll we will definitely promote your show we'll definitely come out and see and like i said have have a good time with you um and like I said, and, and we're 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 kind of jealous because we we did actually go to Seattle, and now it's actually one of our favorite cities we've ever been to. It's so beautiful there. So, so great. Yeah. yeah. So we're looking really to get back out there. You, really bad part is you come back and you have so much seafood and clam chowder. You're like five pounds bigger, and it's like there was a lot of dairy and things happening up mm-hmm. there. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> but the food's great. Um, yeah, I can't wait to uh, see you guys in the future. And if you guys are ever in California. Let me know. We'll hang out. We'll get beat up by some West Horns hikers. All right, man. That's what's up. <laughs> Take care, guys. Have a good one. All right. Thank you, you too, man. You too. Thank you. Bye. Hey, everyone. Thank you for tuning into the Hush Podcast. Make sure to find us on Podbean, Red Dragons Radio, Google Play Music, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, thehushpodcast.com, our Facebook, our Instagram, and our Twitter page.